the natural state of motherhood is unselfishness when you become a mother you are no longer the center of your own universe you are relinquish that position to your children so let's find out today how being a mother is learning about strengths that you didn't know you had and dealing with the fears that you didn't know existed so let's find out what is a mother and the journey of rebirth and this trauma this growth and this fear and constant learning to be a beautiful mother so let's dive in Hi Vita, welcome to the podcast and also this live stream talk about literally story, lifestyles and inspiration, dedication, especially a person like you who's an autistic mother. So let me ask you a question. So tell me why this transition in the life and why the such big step you took? tradition of being a staying at home full-time mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know what? I think it's like different things for different people and nowadays it's not something that women or mothers have to do or are forced to do at least in western culture, right? Uh, right. different countries have different situations and people have different beliefs and in my in being westerner, right? There's a lot of um uh, things going around like, oh, you know, women cannot be suppressed. She should be more than, you know, cleaning toilets at home and taking care of the kids, the career and all that. And there's a lot of that going on too. And I decided to quit everything and take care of my kids full time. I didn't want nannies to do it. I didn't want to leave them in a daycare at early age. Um you know, like uh, it was my decision. Nobody forced that on me. And that decision um, was made uh, gradually. You know, when I decided that I want to have my husband and I, we wanted to have children. We didn't immediately know that this is what we're going to do. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to quit everything and I'm going to stay home. But when I was pregnant and, and just experiencing the whole thing and when the baby was born, I wanted to take care of the baby. It was like a natural thing. I didn't even think that, oh, you know, like, how about my work? How about this? You know what I mean? It was just such a strong instinct. You know, I had, like, questions asked me, like, when I was pregnant, like, oh, do you plan to breastfeed your child? I was, like, shocked. To me, it was like, do I plan? Like, people ask me, do you plan to give birth naturally or do you plan? I was like, how is this even, I thought these are emergency, like when you have no other, like this is like just to save a life kind of decisions, but some people choose those decisions ahead. To me, it was very strange, but again, it's, I'm not here to judge anyone's decisions. I'm okay. just here to talk about. It's a calling. How, it's me, a calling, right? How, it's a true calling. Yeah, it was a calling. And, you know, and as my baby grew, I knew that my baby was very attached to me and she wanted me. She wanted to be close to me and strangers couldn't carry them. And it became this natural process of me being there until they are old enough. And I feel like they are ready to, to wean off of me instead of just 
just disappearing and let them cry it out kind of thing. You know what I mean? I understand. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the talk show. Sorry, I just straight jump <laughs> into the question because I'm very excited to see a very good friend of mine. Also, she's an artist and a creative lifestyle she got. That's why. Sorry to get to a little professional, but let me get a little bit to introduce you. So once again, she is a wonderful artist and also she's got this creative ideas towards the being an artist and mother choosing to be a become full-time housewife and also uh, she's a great performer and entertainer in the industry and also she thought back in the day she doesn't fit for the family lifestyle but she almost make it so let's let's find out with miss vita kasperit <laughs> how do you pronounce the name <laughs> Gasparita. No one can pronounce that. <laughs> I know. So let's find out. So what is this? You think you don't fit, but you have this such, uh, you know, this vast change. I'm still very curious. I know it's a calling, but tell me in brief. You are an artist. You choose to be a mother now, or it's a calling. It's it's both. While I was still doing performing in Hong Kong and working all of this crazy things that we do, as you know, right. <laughs> I got tired of it. You know, there was something, um, I, I felt like I'm running on anxiety because oh. like I was stressed and anxious and doing so many things and different jobs. And you got to like deal with all these little mini problems that happen and different, um, cultures and there's a lot of like not written rules and the the, the game it's very hong kind of kong, right? it's very you know, hong like, kong. Like the, i know i know like and and this is trust me it was a lot of fun while i did it i it, i look back and these are great memories because i'm like you know i'll share sometimes my old modeling pictures and i'm like wow i did that that's so cool you know but i wanted to get out of that for me because i needed to to do something calmer I was like when I was younger I wanted crazy life I wanted you know London became I lived in London for seven years and it became too boring for me I wanted more mad that's why I moved to Hong Kong it was busy crazy 24 7 go 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 but then it was like you know like a kid goes to, to a roller coaster right. and he's like again 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 and then you suddenly go like oh my god I feel nauseous now I want to stop right it was kind of like that for me this busy life and then when I met my uh, husband um, at the time, future <laughs> husband, right. I don't know. We just started really going into like this, this uh, more chill like environment. I, I was doing a lot of hikings at the time, wanted more nature, wanted to kind of peel off from business. Mm-hmm. And everything just came together. You know, I think that once I knew that I wanted a change in my life, mm-hmm. other things, you start to see the opportunities and other options that you can choose for yourself. You know what I mean? Right. And then, you know, when we decided we want to have a, a baby and create a family and it just, everything fell in that, you know, like, like I said, it wasn't the, the first plan. I'm going to quit everything and I'll just stay home, cook every day. It just happened. It wasn't my, right. yeah, it wasn't my immediate decision, but it just made sense because my husband was going to be a provider, you know, and mm-hmm. my job wasn't going to be like, to, to spend all the money. My job was going to be like, how can we do this together? If he was going to be the only person who's earning and how can I help with being at home? Cooking was a huge help and it still is, you know, and it's healthier. It, we also save a lot of money like that. We don't eat out all the time. 
Right. So, yes. while I'm raising my no kids anxiety. at home. No anxiety, no anxiety, no stress. Oh, there's still anxiety and stress, different times. <laughs> but, you know, like, but the point is that at least I'm dealing with it in my own environment. You know what I mean? I think my stress and anxiety is something that I have to, it, it, it's like a glitch, default glitch in my system that I have to learn how to live with. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't feel anxious every day now, but it comes sometimes and I have to figure out how to breathe it out, you know? And for me, being in my own environment is still better. It doesn't mean that I don't want to go out and, and uh, start something for myself, and I am in a transition of doing that. But prioritizing family uh, became my number one job. Because when I look at my kids, like, it just makes sense. Like, I didn't have my kids to just leave them for somebody else to mm, take care of. Right? I know. You know? I wanted to be close to them. I wanted to to be, like, involved in everything. You know, I wanted them, when they go to school now, They my little one started kindergarten, too. Okay. So when they do go to school, I know that they are independent enough to speak they are they understand certain boundaries they can use the toilet for themselves i know that they you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. they so i feel like i have done my part up to this point of course the the, there's still a very long road to raise them fully but up to this point where i can spend five hours away from them they are okay with it they're like they're they're cool with it, right? They're not like freaking out and crying, you know, every day. So right. I don't, so I can be calm too. I know they're okay, you know. Wow, it's very. Uh, you have like this the package of uh, a family housework, a package of teaching children, and also how to think rather than just follow the rules, right? So this is I really like in you. You're like really thinking about it. So tell me, being a present mother, how? Would you, uh, I mean, maybe let me back up a little bit. How do you advise to the mothers that, in your point of view, if they get anxiety, how do they deal with it? Oh, you know what? I I don't think I'm in a position to, like, advise mothers because, you know, I always suggest Or maybe suggest. You know, sometimes I lose my crap. You know, I, I I get stressed out and I raise my voice to the kids. Sometimes there's no other way, you know, because you raise they your get voice so to the kids. Come you, on, you, ask, <laughs> you can ask them over and over again nicely, and they'll be testing you. It's not because they can't hear you. Like their home is their safety and is their like testing environment. When my kids go to school, they're like best behave. They're listening to teachers. Teachers are like, wow, they are just fantastic. What a pleasure to have them. And then they get home, they give me trouble because this is the safe space to test the boundaries. And it's not fun for me. (laughs) And I allow that. I allow that in a way because we wanted to raise kids who can think for themselves. They can understand that there will be consequences rather than we beat the rules into them. You understand? Mm. 
This is so, very, I think if, I, if I'm a mother, maybe I would understand better because you know, probably I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes they say men from Mars, women from Venus. So I don't know where the fathers come from, where the mothers come from. I think mother for me is, I love my mother. She's beautiful. And uh, now I've been distanced for almost five years. I didn't see her. It's been uh, over 15 years. I'm away from my family. Always there is an unconditional love, support and understanding. But you... I'm sorry, you're that that close. But you said sometimes, I'm going to yell at you guys if you don't listen to me. What is this story? Tell me. <laughs> you know, you, you do the best you can. There isn't like a manual or university education that you study everything about the kids. You know, like you figure things out on the way. And when I was pregnant, I wanted to research a lot about birth and the medicine interfering with the natural birth. I learned a lot of that because I went to the, because I knew that in Hong Kong, I will be encouraged to have like an, to be induced and to have maybe a C-section in the end. I wanted to avoid all of that. And I did it. Luckily I gave natural birth and I have to say, I did have a really good, I had a really good uh, midwife, but also after that, when the baby's here, you know, I read a couple of like books about childlike um, development and, and all that, but I'm like, wow, wait a minute. Like mm. these were some, some um, rules written by one individual with mm-hmm. one life experience. Mm-hmm. Every person is different. Every child is, is, it has their own unique personality. Every parent's priorities are different. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, and read too much of that and yeah every now and then you check in with like no, no normalities of a, of a development right but at the same time a lot of that comes from instincts and, and and your heart you know like for me like I was told I was crazy many times for like being so allowing my kids to be so attached to me you mm-hmm. know and I was like I need them to be ready I need that and I had to say no to people. And you said what advice I would give, right? People love to give advice. And people who who either do not raise their own kids or who have completely opposite understanding of what is important for them, they love to give a very direct advice to you. Mm. And I don't like that because it's very invasive. So I avoid giving people advice. I'm like, you got to... Just figure stuff out. You got to know what is best for you. You can't just do what people say because they have different different ideas and not everything will work what other persons say that they did. You know, a lot of people said, oh, you know, your kid is attached. Stop breastfeeding them. You're doing too much. Just give them a bottle. I'm like, <laughs> you don't understand. I don't want to give my child this sugar mix kind of yeah, thing. Breastfeed, oh, right? Right, yeah. Right. I don't want my kid to, to, to have plastic in the mouth every day. Like, you know, like, you know, and now, like, and they have very healthy kids. They're very smart kids. And I did what I what I felt was very important to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I'm doing the best for my kids and my understanding. And I feel that I did the right thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. and when, when you are, there with your kids 24-7 and you are their best friend and you are their teacher and you are their like uh, uh, role model and everything. you are the cook and you almost everything everything and then 
And also you have to discipline them sometimes. Sometimes you can't just let them do whatever the hell they come up with. There are rules in <laughs> life too, right? Follow the rules. So, Mommy said no, then you don't do it. Mommy said yes, then right. you do it, right? <laughs> right. And they will test the hell out of me. And like I said, sometimes I'm like, okay, no, that's it. We're done. You go into the room. You're going to sit there alone. You push everything. I'm not dealing with that. And I'll, I'll be like mean and strict, you know, like, but then they understand in the end, you know, like, they know that they asked for it. They know I'm not just being like horrible person to them right. because we're so close. Right. I know. So it's a really tricky thing. I don't think there's one advice or one a recipe to it all. All right. So you understand? got it. So <laughs> tell me, tell me what makes a woman a great mother. Um, you know, a great mother. I think that's a mysterious question. Okay. Because then keep it every simple day, then. Okay. All right. I try to be the best I can be. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe that day I wasn't the best I could have been, but I can't beat myself up about it, right? I'm also present. And also when I'm wrong, mm -hmm. I do apologize to my kids. I see. And I encourage my kids to tell me mm -hmm. calmly, not with the tantrums to say, Hey, you know what? I didn't do that. You blame me for that, but I didn't do it. You know, something else. And then I'll look back. I say, you know what? I believe you. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have jumped to conclusions. I should have listened to you. And mm -hmm. I, I will do that with my kids because I want them to understand that we all communicating and we all working as a team. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we're not, And about being a great mother, different ideas will be different for different mothers, right? Okay. Some people believe that parents should never, ever argue in front of the kids. Correct, correct. Right? Yes, yes. I don't believe that. I feel like it's almost impossible. We will have the silly arguments with my husband in front of my kids, but they're not afraid because we will... We will disagree, but in the end, we will come to solution and conclusion, and we will apologize to each other if we have to. And not if we have to, if we, if we understood that one of us were wrong, we will, so communicate, we will resolve. So communicate, right? Communicate, yeah. And sometimes, trust me, sometimes communication sucks in all of us. Oh, and yes, we're not, yes, we're, not, we, we're not perfect. We are just doing the best we can, but. The point is that we always want to continue and we always want to figure it out. You know, after years of, of everything, there will be moments. But the kids see that. The kids see that even if we have silly arguments and, and we like, yeah, get annoyed with each other. In the end, we are, we are family and we're like a strong pack, you know, that we're not just going to. Just gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna leave you because, you know, <laughs> you forgot to wash the dishes, you know, like, right. you, know, you know, sometimes it feels like that, but hey. <laughs> so it's like really staying strong together, having that great communication, and sometimes allow yourself to show that weakness of feeling burnout. So this is all the part of the process, I would say, is it? I believe so. Burnout, that's one important thing. I felt burnout. I felt so burned out at a couple of points, you know, like especially with the last three years events, uh, there was a lot. Schools were closed, uh, isolation, being in this space, not being out, 
able to go anywhere. The COVID impact, right? Mm. Yeah, right. And and at that point, you know, even more fell on me. I had to, you know, I had to also catch up with my daughter's school stuff. You know, like and I have another. Sorry, I mean, how many kids you have? Three, two. I have two. I have uh, a girl who's seven, just turned seven, and a boy who's four and a half. So my daughter missed. (laughs) In the picture, they look like boys. I just saw, like you know. (laughs) Yeah. So my daughter almost missed a whole year of grade one because of school closures. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't believe in in putting them on the computer and do online learning because that's just too brutal for a small child. Mm -hmm. So I did it myself. So. So all day, you know, we wake up, we go for a little walk, we come back, we do the, the books, they would learn something. And sometimes they don't want to. And then I have to either encourage them or literally tell them to sit the hell down and do the work. <laughs> then, you know, you're a then tough we mother. Would, huh? <laughs> then, then we would like bake cookies together at home. You know, then we would do something else. We would invent games. So like uh, my daughter just learned how to crochet. You know, so she finally had patience. So it's, you know, being like a creative lifestyle and creative mother and having like a, a performer artist background, it's always finding ways to either entertain, to solve problems, to make it interesting, to make them want to learn, to make them, because their first thing will be like, can I see something on a TV? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do this. Yeah. You know, you know, and and I and I will let them watch a movie and some TV time. But I'm like, hey, let's do something cool first, so that uh, I tell them, you know, watching TV all day is like a junk food on your brain. Mm. It's like you eat sugar, and it's fun as hell. It's super fun. But then at some point, our bodies go into this freakout mode because it's not fully satisfied because you got high, you know, on that. Buzz and sugar, like, like watching. Stop, TV. right? Stop, people. Yeah. <laughs> Snap, right? Exactly. No. <laughs> so everything that everything that we're doing and trying, we're trying to do it with a reason mm-hmm. and trying to explain everything and trying to make them understand that they, in the end, will have to make decisions for themselves. This you is, know what I mean? This is very, uh, how to say, it? it's an educating in a different way. Because, see, I know there's a lot of difference between the East and the West. So, coming, yeah. I know you're coming from Europe, lots of freedom, open-minded. But just the things mm-hmm. here in Asia, you've seen it. Like, they're like, they hire the maid. Yeah. The maid will take care of everything. Yeah. The maid is like almost yeah. like a mother, you know what I mean? And the parents work yeah. because the lifestyle here is like very busy. So they almost lost the yeah. sense of connection. But I'm not saying in a wrong way, just the lifestyle, what I observe most of the time is yeah. maid is the one to take care rather the parents because the parents are exactly. busy working because of the lifestyle yeah. here. So there is a, there's a, like a sort of a debate, but I'm not going to go in deep into that. What you... Uh, took the decision is actually I was like man you left really you're doing so well you make this you know I'm like because we make money right we're like artists right come on let's do this let's job let's go take an MTR do this but where are you that's what I was like that's why I was like so much into your your story this transformating uh, an autistic mother not just a mother you're an autistic mother because I see a lot of creativity teaching them so there's a lot of difference. 
But so, how do you find this gap between the East and the West being the motherhood? What's the difference for you? Um, huge difference. Well, first of all, um, me being from Lithuania, because I grew up like, um, my parents lived through like the communism of the, the Russia, so it would take, right? So um, they didn't have a lot of knowledge or, or you know, or being allowed to, I mean, the the normal Western culture and maybe like the, the England, Europe, European England and my country at that time was very different. Now it's very forward, it's very developed, advanced. Everyone's like... Times are different now. Yeah, the times are different but, now. Yeah. So the time is very crucial in this uh, topic. And, you know, my parents did the best they could with me. But because of Lithu- in Lithuania, there was a really tough uh, financial time of when I was growing up when I was small, my parents had to go to other countries to make a living. So uh, there's a lot with my childhood. I feel like my parents, I can't say too much because they're still alive. They're going to like pass out me listening to this. No, but it's okay. You know, they did the best they could when I was small, but then prematurely they, they were too busy and occupied with their things. But, you know, like they didn't have that many options. They were trying to survive and make a living and, and buy food. And so they were working all the time. So I I grew up alone a lot. Oh. So I had to figure a lot of stuff on my own. And this is what I knew for a lot of my life. And then, you know, I moved to England. My mother was there. I didn't move there completely alone. And I lived there. And then after I moved to Hong Kong, my brother was there at the time. So I hopped from places to places, but always being independent from since I was 19 I lived fully independent paid my own bills earned my own money uh, and I did that my entire life and I always thought you know even before I didn't want to depend on any boyfriend I didn't want boyfriends to pay for like everything I was like very like cool and I'd want to do my own thing you know right and all that you know the influences of the westerner you know female being independent man doesn't tell you what to do all that stuff I was that too, right. but, I know. but but I also had a really strong instinct when it came uh, to having children. And when I met my husband, I, 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 I believe it's because I trusted him and I became fully dependent on him. And he wasn't a rich guy. He wasn't a performer like us, you know, he made a living, but he wasn't like, you know, like this, you know, like, hey, you know, like, let's go, like, it doesn't matter, let's fly the world, so you don't work. Right. So we had to, we had to, like, it was like a trust, and it was um, a collaboration. Mm. He did the best he could with providing, and he's still doing that. He's the, the main uh, person who's, who's learning in the family. We all depend on, on him financially. Mm-hmm. But I trust him with that, you know? And I do the best I can at home, like taking care of the kids, you know, like taking care of the home, mm-hmm. uh, cooking food, you know, like living in Canada here, you know, eating out is not always the best because you don't know what you put in there. Right. right. Now, Hong Kong, like in Macau, <laughs> it's full of <laughs> it's full of little restaurants and little options everywhere. Right. Mm. But here where I am, I'm, I don't live in the city. So. If you go out and, and eat out, it's all junk food. Oh, yes. It's all chemical. Like a burger. Yeah, right. yeah, no. yeah. So it's like I can't even imagine living on that food, you know? So there's mm. so many things to do that. And 
comparing the the east and west, the mothers, and in Hong Kong, seeing a lot of like um, uh, everything about having a baby is so like like oh, don't lift your arms, you're pregnant. Don't do anything. Give bottle everything, pacify everything, fake. Like it's like the the mother. The mother, not everyone. Oh my God, but don't, a do lot. don't do this. Don't do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, and they're like, oh, only doctors know how to do the whole thing. We yeah, know nothing. Is, I'm know, like, this but... is, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, I, I know what you mean. It's literally like, you're going to break at any moment if you touch you. Like, you know, don't do right. anything. But right. you're like dancing, doing the pole dance. I saw. No, 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 I've seen some of the people literally when they're pregnant, but they're literally dancing. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, so. I wasn't that. I wasn't that extreme. I did teach fitness classes until I was five months, but oh then God, summer hit, and I was so tired. That's when I stopped. I was not. I did not feel like I was fit enough to do cartwheels when I was pregnant. I did mm-hmm. exercise still. You know, like. So I was in between, I think. Right. So, so tell me, what was your biggest fear about having children before you literally wanted to have a children? Any fear? Uh, biggest fears. I think I was afraid to end up with a C-section at first. Okay. But I wasn't afraid of long term. Like once, you know, I, I don't think I had like real fears. It, while I was pregnant in the moment. I just wanted to make sure I am going to be capable to do the whole thing naturally, like meaning like physically, right? like breastfeed and all that. So everything worked out for me. So luckily with that, but after that, it was, there was no fears. The full focus was like, I have this human that I love unconditionally. I will do anything for them. And I, it mm-hmm. was just trying to figure out every phase because, you know, like they did, develop so fast when they're babies they're like eat food grow eat food grow you know i know like, and like every baby day, birds you know like <laughs> yeah and it's so busy you know like i don't know other people tell me like oh that cute age you just put them there and they sit there and it's just chill i've never had a baby like that where they just sit there and they chill my kids always wanted to go and do things and they were like ah you know like pick me up look at me like what is this i want to grab this i want to learn this Constant you know like attention it, oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah and you know what i didn't shut that out we didn't shut it out because we believe that that's part of the development and they're mm. communicating and now we tell them okay listen now you gotta be patient this is not the right time you can't always have the attention. You're going to let mom and dad finish talking. We'll get to you, right? So there's the right time to explain the boundaries, right. in my belief. Well, for sure. When the baby is the, the only way you're going to, uh, they're going to experience the, 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 the teaching boundaries is, is, is if they are just shut out and they are ignored and let to cry, right? Which is a lot of parents' choice to do. And it's okay. That's their life. But I didn't feel that that was right for me, for us, for my family and my kids. I just couldn't do it. It wasn't in me, I, you know? Right. And a lot of people said, I'm crazy to do that. They said, oh, like, you're going to go gray. This is impossible. You're going to raise some wild people. Like, you know, like, and it was challenging, tiring. I felt burned out, too. But I, yes. I, I kept thinking about the, the bigger picture, you know? Right. So, oh, so for the record... A mom is a manager for the family. 
<laughs> and, my, yes. <laughs> my husband will tell the same thing. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure like a man like me also, you know, we're on a, our late 30s, right? Yeah. Yeah, late 30s. No, we're late 40s now. No, no, late 30s. Yeah, we're still like 34, 35. How old are you? Me? Make up your mind. I am... <laughs> I'm 36 now, and I'll be 37 on May. I think you and I, we are a little bit of you're I, younger. Uh, just a little bit. I am. Uh, I just turned 35. Oh, so I'm just very close. I know, yeah, I know. So I notice, uh, you know, being a mother has feelings than uh, uh, being uh, a woman regularly. I'm not saying uh, someone is best, but there are feelings are uh, different. So... You were before an artist, but you were, became a mother. So what is these feelings? And would you like to state them? What are the similarities and differences? Uh, of feeling uh, between men and a woman? Uh, of woman and the mother. Oh, woman and a mother. Woo! Well, like I said before, you know, I, I was ready to do anything crazy. I moved countries. I just did whatever the hell I wanted. I started new careers, new jobs. I was, I feel like I felt fearless and unstoppable. Mm -hmm. You know, I put myself up for the craziest, like tasks and adventures. And, and it was like, wow, you know, now when I'm mother, I have like, I will think of million things of how things will not work out to make sure that we choose the safest way. <laughs> wow. But uh, I you feel know, it's an important role of woman, I feel. I mean, it's based on yeah. what I'm hearing you, you have a lot of commitment. I mean, it's it's just that it's a true calling. It's, it's like a, a mom's life. And I see that a lot of roles in you, like, you know, you're like the best chef, household nurse, <laughs> finance controller, manager, <laughs> teacher. <laughs> Many, right? So it's a lot. I have a lot of interest. I mean, I don't really control our finances. That one, I trust my husband with that. But I, I try to make sure that I don't waste money. Like, you know, we, I will shop food for home, you know, like I will uh, buy clothes for kids and myself, you know, like I, I try not to like uh, waste money with that. I'll, I'll choose sales and stuff. So that's the finances that I control. I don't control how my husband earns money. And he, you know, he decides the investments and all the planning of our future, you know, because we, we're planning to buy a home and, and that part, I trust him with that. And we discuss things, we make decisions together too, but, um, so still there's a controlling, like there's a controlling still, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't control everything. I, I know, I know what, <laughs> I know what men can say about me. <laughs> No, for the record, no. it's just a little, a little finance controller. It's just so susceptible. It's a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I said, no, actually, I don't even look at our account. My husband uh, controls the accounts. Um, we have shared accounts. Mm. And uh, like I said, I just make sure I don't make it difficult for him by nice. just going and blowing the money, right? And um, all the other things, yes, I have a lot of interest. Uh, nature, plants, camping. Okay, uh, I here is my credit card, I, honey. Take it and spend it. <laughs> no, you know what? 
I, my goodness, we love nature and the activities that we want to do with kids is more nature. We do a lot of camping every summer. Stay we out, go out and right? stay out in the nature. Yeah. Yes, we go to craziest locations. Canada is so amazing oh, with, with that kind of locations. There. Yeah, I know. I know. And we, you know, we learn stuff. We learn plants. We uh, learning about edible wild plants, mushrooms. Uh, you know, like uh, we when we go camping, we bring a bear spray because there's bears there. <laughs> so it's a uh, wow! It's a lot of wild it's nature wild. adventure and also organic farm stuff, like survival, learning, many lessons going on. That's why I said a mother is a teacher yeah. everywhere. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like I, I want them to see different things of, of life. You know, I grew up very close to nature. I used to love going uh, to countryside, stay with my grandma, mm -hmm. and we ate food from the ground, from the woods, from the lake, you know. And I want more of that. And we're transitioning from living in an apartment in the city. I mean, city here is like it's like a wilderness. <laughs> we're on the side of the city. We're not in the in the city city. I mean, part of the city. Right. But I would like to move to like a location where it's like a little house and a little land where I can grow my food and have chickens and all that. I want to wow. go all the way there. I, you know, I'm. I guess I'm extreme from like this crazy city life, from modeling and dancing and wearing like the stage makeup every right. night <laughs> to like being a farmer. <laughs> no, it's very great. I, like you know, I really respect your your significant roles of this transformation that you've been through. This is really like a. I feel a, there is a purpose of mother. But tell me one thing: why? Mother is so important for a children. Why? I feel like it is it is more important than a lot of people I think think at this point because when a child is born that that is their number one survival. In if you look back in our in our like uh, nature as just you know not in a modern situation where there's nannies and bottles and all these other people Christ, but in the yes, nature I know. <laughs> Yeah, in in a basic nature, uh, without mother's breast milk, a baby may, would not survive. I and mean, in other cultures, strongly, other right? women, yeah, yeah, as in a, you know, in in other situations, other women can also breastfeed the baby whose mothers maybe have fat. So that is also uh, you know a survival situation. But when the baby's born, they know who you are. They can smell. They don't. They haven't learned a thing yet. But they know the instinct, who you are. They the instinct, right? Yeah. They can smell you. They've been hearing your heartbeat the entire pregnancy. Beautiful. You know, beautiful creation. They are part beautiful. of you. Yes. And it, the bond is so strong, you know. And they have a a beautiful bond with their father too. And they they have you know their own relationship. Mm -hmm. But now that they are older, you know, they they can. They can um, develop all these other relationships with other people even. But from the very beginning, mm -hmm. my daughter, for example, if mm -hmm. anyone else picked her up that was a stranger, she would scream and yell. Wow. I was, me and my husband were the only people, me primarily, and then she grew more, you know, she 
she slept on, on, on her father's chest when she was a baby because she did not want to sleep alone at all. Like that. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, know? I know. I would go cook and he would be like lying down, like having her naps on her because she she needed feel it to feel safe. And that was something that wasn't taught to her. That was like her instinct and she has very strong personality and you know my mother will say oh she's just like you and her mm. mother will say oh she's just like your mother it's like you know it goes we have a strong females in my family right now it's see that, that's where so, it is i can see the roots are very strong you want to give the yeah. best not as an advice to mother but you just want to give a best because they're your children <laughs> and you would see what you can do so, okay that, so what's what's been what's what have been the best and the worst past parts about being a mother? Best and the worst. Yes. Best part, uh, that everything you do, you don't think about yourself first. Mm. It's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling, you know, because when, before I had kids, everything was like, you know, about me. It's like, what do I want? It's like, Oh, I don't know that this and I'm blah, blah, blah. But when you have kids, everything you decide, you think about the kids first, at least in our situation. And the worst part is the part that sometimes it does get frustrating that you can't just do what you want. You know, at least I put myself up for this task. There's right? a sacrifice, right? Oh, you have to sacrifice. Yeah. You know, the sacrifice, yes. But at the same time, I don't like to... to to uh, focus on that word because mm-hmm. I chose it. I didn't like sacrifice myself. <laughs> you know, right, I chose I know. this. <laughs> right. I chose this uh, this path, and mm-hmm. I chose to be there for my children. And and now I'm in a situation where I'm starting to think, okay, what else I'm gonna do? I'm 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 doing like a, a class things, you know, like, uh, can I turn that into a, a business? It's a, a small beginning of something, you know, I also need to go and complete my driving license here in Canada because uh, my old license is not valid here. So there's a lot of things that I'm starting to do for my independence mm-hmm. because also, you know, once the kids are going into school more and more, you know, I'm not just going to sit at home and do nothing. It's also not my personality. Right now, I'm still in between, you know, because I have to take them to school, bring them back from school, uh-huh. you know, prepare the packed lunch and all that. So, yeah, the, the best part, the best part is that you just love these humans so much. And, and it just it doesn't matter how hard it gets. Mm-hmm. You just go, you get through it because that love that that, you know, you will do anything for them, at least me, you know, like. And and the hard part is being tired, lack of sleep, and all that, you know. Yes. But I wouldn't say that it's it's like the bad side of being a mother. It is just part of what it all is. You, you know love, what you I love, mean? You love being a mother. I can see that. So let's let's get some interesting <laughs> question. I know maybe it's too straightforward. I'm not talking uh, a physiological or biological question. It's more of the the intellectual question of being an essential character. Of a mother. So tell me, what makes a woman a mother? According to a dictionary, someone who raises a child uh, with uh, love and affection. And I think that is pretty accurate. Now, 
how do people understand love and affection is different on individuals and on the cultures. But to me, it is being present, being someone they can always rely, uh, someone who, who, who will try to understand them and someone who will always try to do the best they can to meet their needs and, and teach them mm-hmm. and provide them and, and all that, you know? And, and you know, like, ah, it, it's a lot in it, you know? Because I know, I can you feel also, that, like, right. Wow. It, Basically, it's, it's a lot. being a mother, it's not easy, I felt. You know, as a man, I could see, you know, you know we go... As you know, as a man, we uh, work very hard. We, I mean, everybody work hard, and you, well, woman stays home, take care of everything. It's, I think it's, it's, it's a lot. It's just really a lot. As you said, you have to put down yourself aside, and you have to see for themselves, like what they need, what they seek, and right. It's like it's well. I would like to ask you an interesting question. Maybe I mean I'm not sure you can answer me there, but. Are there any kind of moms out there, like a different types, or just only one mother with the love? I'm very curious. Answer for me. No, there are a lot of different types of mothers like out a, there. You know, like, like a, for example, I show you like a, a photo taking mom with a kid, or you know, or a, a pajama mom or fancy mom. Let's go, kids! It's time <laughs> for the shopping. I'm gonna buy right. you Louis Vuitton and Range Rover with a Lamborghini right on next to you tomorrow to go to school. You right. know what I mean? Or simply a coffee mom, like, you know, sit down. Or like you, like a garden mom, you know, like simply. Right. What is is this? I think, you know what? I think I am a combination. I have my size of, I think I have all of these sides in me too. Because I do like to take occasional selfie too. You know, like I also like to take care of myself. Yes. (laughs) This is very Vita. I know, I know. Yes. I also like to take care of myself, you know, like I don't want to like, you know, like I like to exercise, I like to eat healthy. I don't want to like turn into like, you know, like a the <laughs> incapable, like this old body. Mm, so right. I'm trying to hold a lot of things too. And, and you know, I, I use my own personal discipline to try to do all of it. But at different moms, I know a lot of people understand the love and affection differently. So there are those moms and parents who believe that if they buy every single toy to the kids uh, that they demand, they will be happy. That's their way of understanding it. I don't agree with it. I am all like less crap at home. <laughs> less toys. No toys. They, Mommy said no, then it's no. <laughs> <laughs> they do have the toys, but also try to tell them, you know, they will be so excited and they will, you know, get that toy for Christmas from someone or us this week decided that that's what we're going to do but then they get it they excited and then 10 minutes later it's so boring because it's so shallow it doesn't yeah it doesn't get no deeper yeah I, yeah and mm-hmm. go on yes and please try to, yeah and i we try to teach them that it's like you know sometimes it's not about getting stuff and it's okay to get stuff because it's fun too but it's finding the right balance between it all you know like she learned how to knit and she knit this little thing for her doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not here. It's okay. Right. <laughs> and she's so proud of it. Do you want to pick it so up? Maybe you want to show it? Maybe we can wait for you? No, no. It, she took it with her. She is so proud of it because she understands. Uh, she learned that the effort you put into the skill, it. The skill, right? Yeah. That, 
the the the, the full the pride that you get in return that I made this. It's like wow, you know, I worked hard and I've impressed people with it, you know? These kind of things. And yes, there are months that, you know, I see uh people and couples, you know, they have a baby and like two, three months later, they're like, Oh, girls night out, oh my God, it's been forever. I'm like, I haven't gone on a girls night for seven years. I mean how <laughs> And like I said, you know, know, like that's their choice and that's cool. Maybe they have a very calm baby. I I don't know. Maybe they're okay with the baby crying Mm -hmm. alone. Like I, I, to me, you know, like I can't judge them. Their life is different than their choices. They're not my responsibility. It was that these choices were not right for me. And trust me, I have lost my brains at times when I'm burned out. I need a moment alone. Oh my God, I have no time alone like now kids go to school and it's nice i have like few hours of, of peace on my brain because it's right. like kids are like this right they're like mom mom what's this what's this now what's this now and, it's like, and then they start to fight and it's like ah! <laughs> you know and <laughs> but uh but you know like and and now my my husband went on uh, to hang out with the kids to do their own thing and i'm doing something for me that I wanted to do. And that's cool. That's chill. So with the right time, those moments come, you know, every now and then I go do something. I, you know, every now and then I go have a coffee on Sunday morning with a friend, you know, like, uh, it doesn't happen often. She's also Uh that type of mom, uh, for example. And, uh, and we meet once in a month for like an hour or two, but that's enough for us. You know what I mean? Because we do in the end want to be present with our kids. Like people say, on the weekends, why don't you just, you know, go do something for yourself on weekends? I'm like, but then where is the family time? You know, I'm with the kids Monday to Friday, and then my husband is at work all day. Wow. And then on the weekend, they could be with, he could be with the kids, but then we don't have the full family time, right? So, mm. you understand what I mean? It's, like, it's a lot so, of scheduling and planning, compromising you know spending yeah. time it's, de- it's 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 a lot of dedication you need like constant uh, uh, attention i feel isn't it yeah yeah it is constant attention and and like i said not everybody chooses to do what 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 i choose to do and that's okay yeah. but i can see how kids thrive when we do some adventurous things on the weekends you know we go to see like we went to a museum the other day we will go, uh, we'll do an outing tomorrow to, to, to go to the cinema, you know, like right. we don't do this every day because uh, it also costs money when it's like four people <laughs> and right. one person's yeah. family. But we plan these things. We look forward to these things. In summer, we do a lot of outdoor stuff. Uh, you know, we, we, we go on nature walks. We go camping. Camping is like one of my favorite things to do here. Like that's all I want to do. Like yeah, every I mean, summer. Canada is beautiful for that. Like you guys have literally a nature with the national parks. It's just amazing. Well, answer for me this. You know, there is a, a type of loner moms, like literally like to spend time for themselves. They don't really, you know, a loner mom. Loner? Yeah, loner mom. Or just like kind of a lonely, you know, they, they like okay, I gave the birth, I'm done, I did my part, so... Right, right, right. You know? Right, I think, well, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I guess some some moms are like that. I, like I said, it's hard for me to understand. Well, first of all, I believe that 
every woman does deserve to to have a choice to do what she uh, what she wants to do. You can't force a person to be this or that if they're not right. feeling it. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah it's a feeling. But, right. It's a gut feeling. It's an instinct. You know. Like, right. Yeah. But saying that, uh, it's hard for me to understand. Uh, having a child and not wanting to be present with a child. It's hard for me to understand that because for me, it's such a strong feeling. So I can't understand, you know, another person's feeling. But again, I can't say they're doing it worse or better because that's their thing, right? I can't like, you know what I mean? Like, I understand. To me, it's such a strong instinct. Like I... And, and yeah, there are moments when I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do? I would like to get like a job, maybe part-time job now to go and do something that I can be somebody else than just being, you know, like a mommy at home that is like, everybody's like needs solver, right? <laughs> yes. And then I noticed a lot of anxiety for back up a little bit. It's literally in Hong Kong, even including Macau yeah. and, you know, the, uh, you know, where the, we, we live, used to live before. There's a lot of difference, I would say. I mean, from my context, most of the, the stories that I heard from people are because the lifestyle here is like this. We need to work. We need to pay, pay, pay because it's very expensive. And so they choose to live because this is where they live. And for like you and me, we have some sort of a choice. And I think we are somehow gifted because we're like a more free spirit. We, we move around. We make like, all right, so tomorrow I'm leaving. But people who really live and stuck there, don't you think sometimes because of the surroundings, culture, society, all this mm -hmm. wrapped up make them has no choice or they can make a choice? I believe that to a certain extent, it took a certain, um, what's the word? <laughs> certain extent, yeah. Right. Um, to a certain extent. There are some people really don't have equal amount of choices as as other people. That's that what I'm, is talking, I'm talking about choices. But, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, a lot of people trap themselves into believing or saying that they don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. You know, I I hear in in here at least, or in in Hong Kong too, so many women endlessly have told me. Oh, I would have stayed home with the kids, but I couldn't. I couldn't have chosen that because I had to go to work. But if you really look deeper in the story, they didn't really have to. They didn't want to sacrifice the comfort of the financial situation that they are used to. Mm. Their husband's earning three times sometimes more money than my husband is. But we are making it work by me cooking every day, by me not buying fancy clothes, by me not choosing expensive activities. And trust me, don't get me wrong. I, we chose to do this, but it wasn't because I was, you know, if, if, you, if my husband was dead, I would have had no choice but go to work, right? To touch the wood. But mm -hmm. 
I still chose to, you know, in Hong Kong, I, I used to, you know, go and treat myself with a fancy handbag and go have fancy lunch, go to cosmetologists, have like, you know, face, uh, facial and extensive this and that. Right. I did a lot of these or like book a flight and go uh, to have a, a sweet uh, uh, retreat, a holiday, a you know, in Thailand. Banyan tree massage. <laughs> love to do that now but i had i had to choose one or the other i couldn't have it all mm. so even the, the lifestyle that we're living i mean the camping i love to do luckily it's not expensive activity once you buy all the equipment for it it's not an expensive thing you just have a car you pay for gas you drive there you stay there you spend zero money there there are no shops you in the woods <laughs> <laughs> no shops in the woods i love this one. yeah Right. And, you know, but we had to compromise a lot of things, you know, we, we, we not flying around all the time. We're not having like a hotel holidays. We had one before we moved to Canada, but since we moved to Canada for the last five years, it was all about trying to build like a base so that we can buy a home or a little land and try to turn, we have like, I won't even go into details. We have our plans of how we want to do it, but we're still building the future that we want to have. But we had to make decisions, you know, like we can't just go out every weekend doing this, this and that. We have to plan a budget too. So, so in a lot of people's eyes, in, if they were in my situation, they would have said they have no choice, mm. but I decided that I do have a choice, but, you can't have it all, right? So you got to compromise, right? So I was okay with these compromises. I was okay of, of being responsible with how much we spend and all that. So, so I believe that I chose to choose. Mm. <laughs> Do you make sense? Right. You know, like a lot of people like, you know, they have um, here, you know, people are, are tied to mortgages, to this and that. In that sense, we had a lot of freedom because we didn't have shit at that point. We were travelers. We only right. had what we earned in the moment. So for us, starting from the scratch, we were used to, we were not tied up to extreme bills. Our, our main bills were our daily living, right? But, but to that point, it kind of, but to be honest, even in that situation, if I had a, a massive house, and if I had a baby, and if I wanted to stay with a baby, I would have said, you know what, let's sell this crazy house, buy a smaller one, but I'm going to stay home, take care of my kids. So there's yeah. still an option. You know right. what I mean? But so, people don't want to downgrade. People do not yes. want to downgrade. So it's all about the, the, uh, the self, whatever you call the, the own comfort. Your, yeah, yeah, that's the own comfort. Yeah, I see that. I see that. So... Well, I mean, I think I'll leave the choices uh, of the people that they want to make. It's about themselves. So let's leave it for themselves. And uh, I think, yes, that's why I know I'm still like, you know, that's why I was like, wow. I mean, Vita, really, like, you know, you're doing so well and then you drop everything and you almost, I feel like you drop down your artistic life and then you choose to be a wonderful mother. And I see that you're very happy with it. So that's why I was like, all right, so we're going to find out what is being a mother, you know? So, yeah. You know, there's one thing I want to add. I think that the, the reason why I was able to move countries and drop what I do and completely start a different way of living 
is because I was never attached to that one thing. Nothing that I've ever did really defined me. I am a person of many interests. Mm -hmm. And some people are like, for example, they're actors or models or dancers or this and that. And without that label attached to them, Mm -hmm. they feel like they are not worthy or they're nothing left, right? Mm -hmm. So... I feel like like whatever I was, the dance model was fun to remember, you know, like a performer, this, uh, right. in England, I had a different job, right? I was a receptionist at the sports center. I also became a fitness instructor at, you know, like in Hong Kong. So I did a lot of things and I know that I can always evolve and do something completely different. Like right now, I've been making crafts at home and I... Wow. People have been buying things from made by my hands. I mean, how crazy is that? Work well done, lady. Work well done. <laughs> That's great. The, the, the creativity, being an artist and being creative, it's, it's a bigger picture in my understanding. You can be, cre you know, you, you have to be creative of how you're going to be creative, right? Right, of course. You don't course. need it's that one thing. Yes. The one thing that will define who you are. And that is a kind of a trap because once you do have children, you're like, oh my God, but I have to lose all of that I am mm. because that one thing that I do defines me. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? Well, like so I always say... Because this, this creation is vast and it's a plenty of opportunity and a room or window of everything that you could see. That's what you mean? Like it's a lot. Well, yeah, like, you know, I think that people can build their their life a couple of times in a lifetime. You know, if that one thing they love to do so much and, and they, they come to a time where they have to choose either raising their own child or doing the work that they love to do. If they truly do not want to raise the child and they want to do the work that is, their choice and that is what they're going to choose but you can you cannot say that oh i would have loved to raise my child but i couldn't because i have to do this you understand like yeah, people are, a lot of times are not honest with themselves i i've met mothers who said you know what for me staying home with my kid i just couldn't handle it i ran to work as, as soon as i could because it was freaking crazy mm -hmm. it was too tiring i was way happy at work i meet the kid in the evening and that's great for me i respect that because they are honest you understand <laughs> some some okay some there are moms like okay different types coming back a little bit the questions like a, a a complaining mom or something you know like but they're actually expressing anyways i have a, a rapid fire questions for you but you have to answer me very quickly First question, what have you learned from your children? Oh, everything. Every, they're like my mirror because mm -hmm. I look at them and everything, everything that I am, that I was, that I want to be and that I shouldn't be, they are a reflection of me. So mm -hmm. it's a constant growth. It's never-ending learning, figuring stuff, up, uh, stuff out about myself looking into my past traumas, figuring out my behaviors, why I feel a certain way about things. It's opened up such a huge portal of, of opportunities for me to become a better person or to want to be a better person. Maybe I will never become the person that I want to be, but at least I try. 
That's great. Second question. What has given you the most joy as a mother? Just seeing them grow into these amazing humans and realizing that the effort that I have been, that we have been putting in mm -hmm. them all this time and you know that all that like you said sacrifices the lack of sleep and not doing like whatever you want and it's paying off you know because they are very smart kids mm, that's great third question what's the best thing about being a mom and the hardest best thing is the unconditional love mm -hmm. that you're not prioritizing yourself it's not about you it's about them and their future Mm -hmm. And the hardest part is that it's twenty four seven. Oh my God, that's looked like a. Uh, my mother is a walking miracle. <laughs> 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 or you know, or the my the wall needs uh, you know mothers. Anyway, that's I mean it's great. You know, there's a you know I would like to quote. There is nothing as sincere as a mother's kiss. Ah. <laughs> My my little boy loves to kiss me. My daughter is older now, so she's like, no, ew, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just want to share with you also, like, you know, I used to, when I moved to Hong Kong in Macau, it was like 15 years before, you know, my life began with waking up, literally seeing a picture of my mom. You know, I don't have my wallet, but still I kept her note. She wrote a letter to me. I still remember that one. And also, like, waking up and looking at her picture, literally uh, uh, loving my mother's face as I start my day. I mean, these days I'm not doing, to be honest, I'm sorry, moms, <laughs> if you're listening to it, but just, you know, like, yeah. So that's, I just feel this is so sincere relation that we could have. As I said, there is nothing as sincere as a mother's kiss because it's unconditional. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's almost like we can't translate these words. It's just love. Right. You know. No, it is. Yeah, it's just. It doesn't know. matter how much they annoy you, you still love them so much. Yes, and <laughs> anything you do, I think only the one person could forgive you truly. I think it's mother. I think. Right. <laughs> you're it's a bad true. person. It's you're true. a bad woman. A bad guy, or anything. You know, the best word for mom is like, uh, I don't know what to say. I think it's love. It's unconditional love. Yes. It is. It is. It is so strong. You would never know that that kind of love that you feel for your child until you have a child. You can only imagine until then. And it's a cliche, but really, I didn't know what a strong connection it will be until I, I became a mother. Like, you know, like I said, I was a, a very different character before that, before I became a mother. I didn't. It was never my plan to like, oh, when I have kids, I will just stay home for seven years, you know be the cleaning lady and the chef and everything that comes with it, right? The world's I best didn't... chef is mom. Don't <laughs> say that. like. You know. <laughs> but you know what? It's important. I joke about it. I'm like, oh, I'm cleaning toilet. But the kids are learning discipline too because anybody can survive in a city. Anybody can can uh, can live with like a cleaning lady or a nanny or, or, you know, going to restaurants every day as long as you earn money. And if you're one goal in life is just to make money it's not that difficult to do it's just the only thing but all these other things that they see me do that they're learning while i'm doing that we're doing it together sometimes they are learning that they have to know how to take care of themselves from the scratch too because when you strip a person from all their wealth right 
what are you left with? What if you, you know? Love. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I love this. I love this line. You know, there's a saying also, a mother's love is more beautiful than any fresh flower on the earth. Said by Debesh Ismuridra. So it's like, it's like, <clears throat> a child's first teacher also is a mother. So, well, I'm so soaked. I mean, I mean, just want to say, Vita, I mean, really, thank you. You know, uh, no matter what age, I think you always want to be the mom, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think you... I, I have I'm, a lot of plans in life. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, uh, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's very sweet, you know, your journey and your dedication. I see a lot of... Uh, lot of uh, teaching i i feel you, you you're a good mentor or you know a great teacher i would say because i see thank a lot. you yes from your sharing so <clears throat> let's let's uh uh wrap up this talk by giving I, I know you don't like to advise but let's just say a three points to share for a mother like you just a sharing you don't need to give an advice so just shoot okay pop, pop, pop. Yeah. three points okay even when, you know, it becomes very difficult and you feel like uh, the lack of sleep and, and tiredness will never end, mm-hmm. it will end. You just have to get through it and the reward will be a lot greater. So don't give up. Uh, second one, you will never be absolutely perfect at doing everything. You will make mistakes and you'll have to learn from that. Uh, number three, um uh, Treat a child like um, it's its own, that, that they're their own person, that they're not just like this little thing that you tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. They, they deserve to be raised like an individual. And different child will need different type of um, uh, teaching because they do have different brains and different <laughs> personalities. And wow. personality is a, is a huge Thing that I didn't know how strong the personality factor will be until I had my two kids that I have very different personalities. That's, I mean, that's very beautiful. I feel life doesn't come with the manual. It comes with the mom. <laughs> <laughs> a manual. A manual, like, you know, uh, sort of a training book, you know, yeah. oh, you got to do this, but it comes with the mom. So with that, I would like to say once my- again, yeah, go on, go on. What do you want to say? Mm-hmm. No, no, I was just going to say, Joe, whatever you do, do not follow Dr. Fox book rules. <laughs> he was yeah. a veterinarian whose kids hated him, and he just wrote how to raise kids like as if they were like farm animals. That's like it's from the fifties, right? So a lot of people in that generation grew up like with a lot of emotional traumas of being abandoned and just like left there, ignored, and you know, like oh. you know, it's been. He he thought, you know, no eye contact, train them to do this, close the door, and just, they'll cry it out until they sleep oh, and all yes. that. It's, I feel it's an it, abandonment. It's a, Don't follow that. That's, it's, been, it's been proven traumatizing and damaging. <laughs> it's been yes, proven of course. You know, you know it's, it's like, I think uh, when you look, like, you know, let's say if the kid's watching you, you know, when I literally look into my mom's eyes, like, I literally felt that, the purest love that you could find this on earth, maybe not even my, uh, I don't know, would say like, you know, <laughs> a girlfriend that I did or the person that I love, a woman I love. It's it's just that, that the essence, I think, that Connie can, could see in the mother's eyes, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, you know, like this, I think you can see a lot in the mother's eyes. 
Because a mother is also a human and a person with its own struggles and feelings. And Mm. there can be moments of feeling like sad and and tired and and, uh, upset and worried and all that. But you know what? It doesn't matter what you're going through that in the end, like to me, my kids and the family is the most important thing. Even on a rough moment, I know that that this is like, it's such a strong base. I come from a divorced family and I can see how it affected me on so many different levels, you know, like, and I can see how important it, it is for kids. I can imagine like if, if the kids had to live a two different lives now, you know, like it would be mm, such a, I know, you know, it's a trauma. So, it's a trauma, you know? It is a trauma. And like I said, you know, I turned, you know, I turned out to be okay, but did I, All right. <laughs> you know, well. you know, like we, we all in the end are okay with whatever way we are raised because we are very strong. We are, we are creatures that always, that we always want to survive and we'll, we'll keep going. But at the same time, we do deal with a lot of hurts and traumas and a lot of us don't even look back into it. A lot of us live with it and don't analyze it. And, um, I think having children led to me that I have to, I don't know if you can heal everything from the past. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't forget, but maybe you can learn of how to understand. Mm, this is powerful. You know, the journey yeah. of a rebirth. Yes, that's, that's it. Because I, 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 I was waiting for this. Finally, you said it. It's learning from the trauma. Yes. It's not get stuck. Yes. So get out from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like, I don't want to continue the bad cycles of my ancestral uh, traumas and the past families and whatever it, it comes with me. I don't want to continue that on that on my kids. And I can see like my kids, right. my daughter, mm. right? The personality is so strong. My daughter is mini me and she's a challenge. And I, I am a challenge, you know, I'm strong. I have opinions. I, you know, but we got to learn how to, how to know when to use that strength. And that's the insisting and when to step back. I'm still learning that, you know, <laughs> no, this We're is, figuring it out. This is simply, you know? I mean, you know, this is simply a growth. I think as you stated, very, it's, it's learning for me. I, I see finally, you know, I'm like, sorry, I'm all soaked with this mother's love, your story and all this is like, <laughs> finally, I could hear from you the journey of rebirth once again. Vita, I want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for spending time. And I'm sure the people watching could learn something from your story and also your tips that, you know, can help them to get some more inspiration. So once again, this is Miss Vita. The topic is what is a mother journey of rebirth and trauma and growth. And I hope you guys find some inspiration from Vita. So once again, thank you so much, everybody. So... That's all for now. Thank you, Vita. Thank you so much. So nice talking to you. I feel the same vibes like a long time ago. We danced the, the, the coolest Bollywood choreographies. It was awesome. You still yeah. remember, thank right? You so much. I know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for seeing, you know, uh, for seeing in me this subject, you know. Thank you for noticing what I do and uh, that I am a full-time mommy. And, no, and it's been a trust- pleasure talking about it. 
Okay. Yeah, your transformation really could uh, give us an inspiration. That's why I was like, you know, why not? You know, she got something to say. You see, we spend like, not bad, we spend like 60 minutes and then, you know, we got a lot to share. I think this is something very powerful. I'm sure it does help somebody or maybe also it's a great story. For me, you know, I'm after stories. I'm after literally uh, inspiration. So, so tell me your story. Next time, if anything, we can talk about it again. <laughs> Yes, for sure. We'll keep in touch and we'll do that again. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bye for now, Vita. Have Bye. a good night. Get some good sleep. <laughs> you too. Yeah, I know it's like midnight in Hong Kong. Thank you, Canada. Yeah. Thank you, Walt. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Thank you for your time and stay tuned for the next. Once again, this is your host, VK. Bye for now.